Hello and welcome to In the Weeds. We're recording live from the Picky Weeds Esoteric Occult Boutique, located just south of Clark Summit, Pennsylvania, in beautiful South Abington Township. Picky Weeds is the largest and most diverse boutique of its kind in Northeast Pennsylvania, with an increasingly wide variety of items for many traditions. In addition to items for sale, Picky Weeds hosts a wide variety of classes, events, and community-driven gatherings throughout the year. Picky Weeds is located at 105 Layton Road, South Abington Township, PA. Open Wednesday through Sunday, 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. More information can be found at www.pickyweeds.com. That's P-I-C-K-E-Y-W-E-E-D-Z.com or on our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. In the Weeds is the official podcast for Picky Weeds, where we strive to bring the community together with topics of interest, guest speakers, and informative discussions to benefit the entire community. If you'd like to be a guest speaker, either live or remote call-in, please visit www.pickyweeds.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page, find In the Weeds podcast guest application, click it, Copy and paste the text into an email with your contact information and send it to us at pickyweeds at gmail.com. Now, now let's, let's get, get in, in the, weeds. the weeds. Good morning, guys. We're here with Lindsay this morning. She's going to be doing an Astrology 101, what is it, December 30th? December 30th, yeah. And then Astrology 102, what date? Two weeks later, just. January 13th? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So she's going to be doing these. They're what, 10 bucks a piece? $10 a piece, and, and they go towards Queer Nipa. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. So, I know everybody wants to know, and how do you how do you do it? How did you get into astrology? Um, well, astrology was really two parts. I was really into astronomy as a kid. Yeah. You know, um, I think a lot of millennials and Gen Xs will, will agree with me when you had those sticky stars on yes. your ceiling and stuff. Love that. Um, I had a whole, it was an accurate star map on my ceiling that I got to go to bed to every night. And oh. I was really big into things like the Greek mythology and the yeah. myths behind all of the constellations. Yes. She's got, she's got somebody loving on her right now. <laughs> Um, and then later when um, uh, I start, I wanted to kind of up my, my tarot um, knowledge and I was uh, studying like the Waitsmith deck. Yeah. And if you study the Waitsmith deck and um, all of the symbology in there, there's a real, a lot of astrology that's in there. And yeah. I, I was like familiar with astrology, but not only on a surface level. Yeah. Like the so, suns and things like that. Right. Yeah. So studying tarot and studying the, um, the, the symbology there and the ast- astrological symbolism then kind of opened up the door to astrology itself. Yeah. Which um, was really a little bit different from tarot because tarot is more of like an intuitive thing that you can yeah. work with. You can work with the symbology, you can work with the basics, but there's a lot of intuition. But astrology is a lot about angles and numbers, yeah. and it's a very specific. You can't. It's you can't very guess mathematical, at it. mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. no guessing at astrology. You can you can infer in astrology yeah. based on when you're speaking to someone, but you can't guess at it. Right. I love that. Though. Yeah. That makes it more academic. It does, and, and it was academic up until like the 17th century. So yeah. like. Yeah. Do you see the quote this morning? Um, no, on I didn't. On the board from Agrippa. 
I saw I'll, I'll put that out there just for you. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> it's about using astrology and divination, how it's kind of the master of the art. Mm-hmm. You know, and it helps you literally master the art of divination by it, it knowing does. the ins and out of it. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I got to get on my game. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, astrology was that, um, that was that our connection to the heavens when yes. we first started back in Babylonian yeah. times and back in Egyptian times, that was our connection to our gods and everything. Yeah. And, and then later it became a, a science exactly. right up there with mathematics and right up there with astronomy. It was, it was taught in colleges, yes, you know, all through Europe. And it was um, something that empires would like, they would invest their entire monarchy on based on astrology absolutely um so yeah that was fascinating to me and then um, i started to look more into charts and then i started looking more into placements and all of my friends know if i do not have your chart in my phone (laughs) at any given minute are we really friends right because that (laughs) you don't know me at all (laughs) exactly That's where I am. And a lot of astrology, unfortunately, is self-taught. There are universities out there you can pay for and stuff like that. But... It's and no, they're expensive. They're expensive, like three or four thousand dollars a year, yeah, it's and you crazy. Can't, you can't get um, public funding for that. No, no, they're gonna laugh at you. And I'm know. like, this was taken very seriously. Like you were talking about, they built empires based on basic astrocartography. Exactly. And yes. I'm like, well, yes, why? Like mundane yeah. astrology, astrocartography, um, horae charts, and all that. That that used to build entire empires and. Um, they speculate even to this day there are um, things that happen that were based off of certain charts. Like, you can't tell me the government's not using astrology to this day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, just to, it's more of a, like, just in case. Yeah, just, just in, in case. case. It may really work. <laughs> well, right. well, you know, if you think about it, you go back to, like, the 80s, and Reagan's wife had an astrologer. Oh, really? Yeah, she had she had an astrologer, and she had a psychic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was her. That I was she was dead into it. it yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, but they love to tell us what not to do and yeah, kind of control our manner of speaking. But yeah, they used them themselves. So. <laughs> she didn't foretell the war on drugs going. No, away, so. right? Just say thanks, no, Nancy. Thanks, Nancy. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you made it worse. <laughs> but no, um, the thing I want to know is how do you apply it to your practice now? Um, so I apply it to my practice in regards to timing, um, or if I am trying to figure out the best thing to focus on, especially during full moons and new moons and, oh, there's a, there's a transit going on. What do I want to focus on? Yeah. I'm going to look at my chart. I'm going to see where those planets are right now. And I typically apply it and, and it usually makes sense, um, at least for me. And then when I, um, I'll usually put out like to my friends small horoscopes or so so forth. Yeah. I watch you, know. you do that all the time. It's great. Am I in here? Yeah. You know, most astrologers have the whole chart. Oh, hold on. I need, I need a few days. Lindsay stands at the corner and at the counter and just uh, pfft, here you go. Like the day <laughs> she walked in and I told her my birthday, yeah. my birthplace, and my birth hour, yeah. and I had just read that that chart. Oh yeah. And 
everything that you rattled off is what I had just read. And I was like, yeah. And she tells me she's not a master. Yeah, I'm not a master. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. Listen, there's a lot of things rattling up in my head sometimes. Um, the things that I pull out occasionally, and I'm like, did I read that? But I did read yeah. that book. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You kind of lose track. If, oh, no. If it's you're just, anything like me, you've got 13 going at one time, and you're going, oh, God, I have ADHD. <laughs> yeah, well, but it's really fun when you start to get the academic books mixed up with the fantasy books. Yes. <laughs> wait, wait. Was that real? No, yeah. that was, re- that was real. <laughs> and then that's when you realize there's some truth in those too. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. they pull from that, mm-hmm. and then they just kind of embellish. They Fluffy. embellish a little. <laughs> they they took inspiration. Oh my. Yes. So, um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no. I was just going to ask. You know, what advice you might have for somebody wanting to learn yeah, astrology that's good. like today, yeah. like oh, modern yeah, day. Today. Where what what would be the steps? Practice on yourself. Um, you know, you need to know uh, things about yourself um, before you start looking at other people's stuff. Look at your chart. Um, start to look at the houses, especially um, if you don't know your rising sign, um, which tells you your rising sign and the order of the houses, that's okay. Um, usually you can use 12 o'clock the day you think you were born. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be close. Yeah. And yeah. It, it could get a little yeah. dicey for people who may have been adopted. But, you yeah. know, look at yourself and what information you do have. And then, uh, you know, get to, like, go to the library. If you can't get the books, go to the library. The, yeah. the libraries these days have a pretty good um, uh, set of books that you can look at, especially oh, wow. like Lackawanna and Luzerne. I've looked at their um, reading lists. So, yeah. um, or borrow a book. Um, be a little more discerning when you see things online. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's um, a lot of fluff there. There's I a noticed. lot of fluff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, stuff not true on the internet? What? Oh, my God. <laughs> did, did you know, I was told by somebody yesterday, that you can use Snapchat. And they are so invasive with your information that if you don't know your birth hour, if your birth date and birthplace and time are in there, you're gonna you're gonna they're you're gonna look in there in the information somewhere in your account mm-hmm. and find that they've pretty much geotagged you and located your crap. Oh wow! It'll come and you up can with go there. Hour. It'll come up with your birth hour. Yeah, and I mean, I'm like, that's a little invasive. That's, that's scary. Yeah, that's that's kind of creepy. creepy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Um, you have to be a little discerning on the online because there are different systems and house systems that you can interpret a chart. So one website might be going through the Placidus system and the other might be going through the whole sign system and another one might be going through a one, another because there's so many different. Yeah. So what you might see on one website isn't going to be the same that you're going to see on another website. So you have to be more discerning and learn for yourself. Like wh- First off, what system do I want to work with? What am I looking at? What have I'm familiar with? And then kind of go from there. And that's a lot. So that, that involves a lot of studying. So here's a question on that. Mm-hmm. So somebody wanted to know, say, the next three months based on their chart, how their life's going to go. Mm-hmm. What's the system they would want to use when they go to, say, astro.com or something like that? Which one do they want to choose? Um, astro.com and them, they typically will default to a Placidus system, um, which is fine. Yeah. Um, Placidus system um, works on the degree that you were born and then kind of charts the, the sun across the horizon. Um, but I work with whole sign. So I find whole sign is a little bit easier because um, I don't have to work with things like, well, I still have to know it, but you, you don't have to work with things like intercepted houses and 
they get a little more complicated and, and cusps and stuff like that. So yeah, that's where I got lost. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, um, I'm not ready for this. Right. Yeah. So I don't want to uh, tell someone what system to use. It's yeah. really up to that person and what they want to start with. Because once you start with something, that's typically what you're going to keep. Yeah. You're going to keep at because you familiarize yourself with it. I work with whole signs. And I, I find it a little bit easier. It's something that goes back to like Ptolemy's time when um, he developed his own system. Um, it's a little bit more classic in terms yeah. of house system. So I prefer whole sign. Yeah. Um, when you're starting to look at the next three months, you have your natal chart, which is a snapshot of where those planets were when you were born. They're going to tell you your personality. They're going to tell you your home life. They're going to tell you how you act upon things, how you deal with things. Um, and then you're going to see transits. Transits are how the planets are moving um, counterclockwise around your chart. Wittersons. <laughs> Yay. With the yeah. exception of retrogrades, which we will discuss in a little bit. Um, but transits are going to tell you, because um, as each planet goes into a house, it's activating something in that portion of your life. So transits are going to tell you what you're going to start to see in the next three months, where those planets are, and, and et cetera. So. so it's sort of like in-depth shadow work. Yeah. Because you can actually see, you know, how you you generally in, react to things in the past. Mm-hmm. And when it's coming into that transit, you can see how you're likely to react and maybe adjust. Exactly. For your trauma. Yes. <laughs> adjust yes. for trauma. <laughs> yes. Um, like, for instance, anybody who was familiar with the Venus retrograde um, earlier this year and when it was in Leo... Um, retrogrades are not a bad thing, but they do make us relook at things. They make us yeah. revisit things, um, kind of make us like, well, take a look at it. And especially depending where it's up at in your house, let's revisit. Let's kind of review here. Are you really sure this might be an opportunity to kind of change things? Yeah. And Venus retrograde was all about reviewing what worked for us in our relationships. Yeah. Um, and kind of that culmination to um, ending that thing that we were supposed to end a long time yeah. ago. So, like um, with that toxic human. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so the retrograde is when the when the celestial body, whatever planet, slows mm-hmm. down. Right? It slows down, and then to our perspective, because it's like here's the Earth and here's the planet, and it's going to our perspective, even though it's still going forward. To our, it looks like it's going backwards in the sky, oh. and so mm. when you see a transit in a chart, it, it goes backwards. It might start in Capricorn and go back into Sagittarius, uh, uh, into Sagittarius, and then when it goes direct, it'll go back into Capricorn. Oh, cool! So, and that's what's going to happen with Mercury. Mercury is in Gatorade. No, it's in the. Um, uh, by the time this uh, podcast comes out, it'll be in retrograde. We're in the shadow right now. Good times. Mm-hmm. Um, Yay! <laughs> Yay! Yes. Yeah, so start we're, we're starting like yeah, like starting starting to drop hints. Like it's been dropping hints. <laughs> um, but it's going into retrograde the thirteenth. Um, right now, it's in Capricorn, which Mercury in Capricorn is like business, business talks. Like we're all about, yeah. we're we're straightforward, we're to the point, we're yeah. we're talking facts and, and figures. That's true. Yes, because I've noticed it more lately with us and with mm-hmm. our accountant and things like that. That it's all about that 
you know, that binding down on business and mm-hmm. getting your damn ducks in a row. Right. And sitting on, you're right. sitting on money for the, up, Pretty much. yeah. And depending on where it is in your house, um, it could impact certain areas. Like if it was in your ninth house, it could impact your schooling, your tuition, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but so it, it really depends on where it's in the house. And when it goes in retrograde, it's going to go backwards and it's going to go back into Sagittarius. Yeah. And Sagittarius is a truth speaker, philosopher, wisdom. Oh boy, like that. y'all are in trouble. so you know a lot of people are going to be dealing with finals right now in college or high school so like maybe you'd better double check your notes yeah check what you wrote down (laughs) make sure that you are being as honest as possible when it comes to those things in your life that you're ready to start off with because get a muzzle (laughs) because i'm bad Oh, God. No comment. Oh, God, you heard what I did this morning. (laughs) I'm like, oh, that sounded bad. (laughs) Yeah, that's Sagittarius for you. You got to, like, they they just go off the cuff and it's like, maybe you should work on that. (laughs) So is that where the interpretation comes when it goes into that specific sign yes. and what that sign stands for so that's where you get mm-hmm. your interpretation from the chart. yeah every zodiac sign it deals with a specific um function or sort of like the planet is bringing in focus the zodiac sign is bringing a function and your house is bringing where so it's like the what why and where yeah oh that's cool yeah that's a good way to look at it it kind of yeah. breaks it down for people that yeah me mine's all in my first house now in my astrology one on one class, I'll be going over those planets. <laughs> Shameless plug. We'll, we'll help and you with that. Breaking yes. that down for everybody. Oh, um, now no one's going to be. It's not as bad as it sounds. It's, it's really not, not. No. Yeah. No one's going to be an expert by the time they're done with my two classes because that takes months, years, ex- lots of self practice. But um, a lot of people like to look at their stuff and say, like, well, what what I'm reading is it true? Like. What does that mean? And, like, yeah. this might give a, a little insight so people can discern for themselves. Yes. Yeah. You know? And it's also practice. Do mm-hmm. you feel like it it makes practice more focused and more powerful? Oh, yes. Using absolutely. astrology and is more revealing. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, especially with astrology in my practice, it helps me to find a time when me and the universe are kind of on the same timeline. You're in sync. Right. We're in sync. So, like... <laughs> For instance, if I want some kind of healing spell, I might look for Virgo or Pisces or Cancer. Virgo is especially good for healing. Of course we are. Yes, they're, they're <laughs> especially for physical healing. Yeah. Cancer is very good for healing the home. Pisces is very good for healing the, um, the mind and the intuition. Um, if I want to look towards money, I'm going to look towards a lot of the earth signs like Capricorn or Taurus. So I'm going to look for maybe an hour, that, that, uh, that planetary hour. I might look for the day. I might look for the moon phase. Is it waxing? Is it waning? Is it full? Is it new? That's beautifully ceremonial. You do realize right. that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I love that. I've read, a, I've read like a little bit of weight, a little bit of like Paul Foster yeah. case. And like I said, tarot, especially when I started to get into that, that was a lot of ceremonial yes. sort of like symbology. Yeah. Well, even Agrippa talks Agrippa's about amazing. In, yeah. the, in the second book about mm-hmm. making the squares, the magical mm-hmm. squares. So this square is exactly the same. It's made on the same metal with the same symbolism. But if you make it in an auspicious time, mm-hmm. in accordance with the planets, mm-hmm. then it will have an auspicious mm-hmm. result. Or if you make it very in talismanic. an inauspicious yeah. Yeah. time, yeah. then it has that result. Yeah. So, I mean, astrology is like 
the baseline absolutely for, for everything so much. Al- alchemy yeah. as well yes. um, uses astrology and you're in back the planetary too, just like me yes <laughs> <laughs> so like uh using the uh the, the planetary ruler of the pl- of the plant yes um when you're making a tincture of spagyric so mm-hmm. like um, drawing that down um yeah. and just kind of amplifying the medicinal uh the properties of that yes. that that herb so and the um, times that the components are comprised and placed together mm-hmm. at the right time, at the right junction. Exactly. Yeah, I'm really good with starting yeah. those things, but remembering what's on my shelf. Uh, <laughs> labels are your friend. Labels <laughs> are your friend, especially especially when you're dealing with things like is this is was this was this skull cap or was, uh, was this? One? I don't remember. <laughs> you need me, Virgo's label everything. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh Including our poor selves. It's Terrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So, so like you hear people say, well, I'm a Virgo or I'm a Scorpio or I'm a Taurus. And uh, I, I've seen other astrologers. Just, they just there's know. much I, more I, than yeah. that to it. I, yes. yeah, I'm not going to roll my eyes because the sun sign is your identity. It is who, um, what you are on that path to life. Um, but there is more to it. Like, like your, the moon. Your moon is your, your inner voice. It's your emotional uh, reaction to things. Yes. It's how you relate to people. I'm a Scorpio. I know. Moon. I know too many Scorpios yeah. in my life. Yes, <laughs> you love us. Um, <laughs> well, that's because Taurus can deal with Scorpio. That's the problem. <laughs> what is she saying? And she's saying it out loud. Yes. Okay. Taurus can deal with, like, they say that um, uh, whatever your sun sign or your rising sign is you tend to either attract or be attracted to the sign on the opposite end of the axis so i'm taurus scorpio's on the other side that's my sister sign yeah so either scorpio is attracted to taurus for that kind of um uh, material uh security yeah um or taurus is attracted to scorpio for that uh that emotional security so what is wrong with me i'm a virgo that's always attracted to scorpios (laughs) Because we're smexy. Yes, that's you are. true. Yeah. I mean, they Y'all do are very rule the dark and lovely. Oh, yes, yes. They, they do rule the sexual organs. So there is that. They are very much. Um, and we are an earth goddess. So there you go. There you yeah. go. Yes. Well, like I said, Virgo is a natural healer of the yeah. body, and Scorpio um, needs some healing. Yes. <laughs> Yo, I feel attacked. Everything around you. you do. Oh my god, it's terrible. It's like uh, Venus actually is in Scorpio right now. So for all of my folks out there who have Venus in Scorpio, um, remember that PFA is really important. <laughs> <laughs> you need to adhere. Stalking is not a love language. Stalking is not a love no. language, and absolutely not. And since. That is technically your Venus return. I know that it feels like it's it's the right thing. To, it's not. No. No. Put the binoculars down. Yes. You can trust them. Step Learn away. to trust. Oh Call your therapist. God. Okay. Oh. And for anybody else who does not have Venus in Scorpio, if you feel like that that urge to like uh, Facebook stalk someone, it's okay to an extent. But when you start to show up at their house, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. cross the line. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, some of us, some of us like for you to show up at our house. I'm just saying, we have toys. <laughs> okay. Right well, off the rails. Yeah. I mean, we need to. Someone needs to muzzle her. Welcome to well, in the weeds. Yes. Yes. 
Oh, oh my God. God. I warned you. I warned you. <laughs> Venus in Scorpio as a transit also could mean that someone out there is going to find that uh, there is a love child or surprise <laughs> surprise gift. Like, surprise! <laughs> <laughs> because Scorpio is really good at pulling the secrets out of things. Yes, they are. They can really dig. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if you... Uh, if you That's uh, why you were a PI. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you, know, you always need to have a Scorpio in your friend group to keep your secrets and to know where you buried the body. Ah, uh, love you. You know, you need yeah. a Taurus to be able to dig the hole <laughs> and to use, you know, they have that poker face. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you need a Pisces to forget it ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. There's your coven, folks. That's, that's all you, you need. Exactly. That's all you need. Oh, my gosh. So you funny. mentioned tarot. So yeah. tarot and its association with the zodiac and mm-hmm. astrology. So we've got a lot of tarot readers around. So mm-hmm. where would a, a reader that really doesn't know a lot about astrology, where would they start so they can start to study to incorporate that like in their Like favorite practice? beginner book. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I, see, I I tend to jump right into it. Like yeah. my first book was Paul Foster Case, and that was so dry. Oh my yes. god, so dry. Rachel Pollock is really good. Oh yes, she is. I've heard I good love things her. About yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. I um and I like listen to everything on audiobooks. Oh. And I just listened to that, and it was so good. That yeah. um uh, seventy eight uh, points of wisdom are uh, yeah yeah. We, Rachel that, Paul- we carry that book. Both yes, yeah. Yeah. yes, it yeah. is here at Picky Weeds if you're yeah. interested in getting it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Rachel Pollock is really good. Teresa Reed, um, she does she does both a tarot book and an astrology book. Yeah, I didn't read the tarot book, but I read the astrology book and I love it. And I used a lot of the pra- uh, pra- uh, uh, exercises yeah. in my classes. Um, is that the one astrology for life? I think so. It's yeah. got a blue-gray kind of yeah. cover. Yes, I yeah. think you were reading it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. She it's is very, very down-to-earth. Very down-to-earth yeah. when it comes to the... Oh, God, yeah. It's so, very it's very common, you know, knowledge kind of, okay, here's your basis. Mm-hmm. And this is... She makes it really easy yes. to understand for a beginner. It's like she's having a conversation with you. Yeah. And then at, the end, of the, at yeah. the end of the conversation, she's like, okay, do this exercise. Exactly. Those exercises yeah. are yeah. awesome. And they're easy. Um, it's crazy. If you really want to get dry with it, like the old masters, like Case and Weight, but they're <laughs> yeah. so dry. But yes, they're, they I are. mean, they, they're like, especially for Weight, he lays out what he wanted his deck to be and yeah. what he gave um, uh, Miss Smith to create those pictures. And I love yeah. that imagery. Yeah. Um, uh, especially with the suits and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, Wait and, and Case, I think, are okay. Um, Crawley, I think, has his own astrological He does, yeah, he does. Awesome. It's a doorstop. Yeah. It's huge. <laughs> it's, a doorstop. Yeah, it's a doorstop. The book, you, the book is yeah, a doorstop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can hold the door open with that sucker. Oh, my God. Yeah. Those are the old, yeah. yeah, those are the old men. Mm-hmm. And then Rachel Pollock and Teresa Reed, I really do recommend um, as a breath of fresh air. They're just so lovely to listen to or yes. um, read in terms of how they put things. So, I would recommend them. I like when they're more approachable. Yes, I do. Absolutely. I really do. I think that the ceremonial ones hold a, hold a lot of good information and weight. But I think you have to be a little more advanced to read those. And you, you have, have to have, have a little a note, more depth have, and understanding. You, oh, my God. There was yeah. a lot of stopping yeah. and yeah. pausing yes. and stuff like that. But I, going I, through the thesaurus going, what notes. does this Victorian <laughs> era word mean? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, uh, so uh, I do recommend uh, Pollock and Reed when you're starting out. And then if you really want to get into the more scholarly route, go with the old guys. <laughs> you know, a century ago, like 
Like they they are te- like weight was technically the one that made the weight uh, Smith Tarot deck. So and that's what a lot of people use today. Yeah, that's today, a traditionally so. sought after deck or a deck yeah. copied from it. Yeah, a deck it copied from it. Inspired yeah. from its imagery. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I had to be the weird holdout and get the Toth deck, and that was my first deck. And I was like, but it's pretty. <laughs> and it's beautiful. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's also yeah. mean as shit, but yeah, it's it is beautiful. Mean. That is yeah. the most direct and ugly-natured deck I've ever, oh, my God, to this day. <laughs> it's like, why did I pick this up? Now I'm crying. What the hell is wrong with you? Well, you, are, you do have those very good placements. Yeah. So. Yeah. A little bit of a masochist. Yes. You're right about that. You're right. I, I terrorize me and torture me more than anybody does. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so first books, you would say Pollock and... Read. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it gives you a good baseline. Oh, yeah, So absolutely. when you're going to the, the, the old dudes, mm. you already have the structure in place, and now you can, okay, I see what he's saying here. Go with something. If you yeah. open up a book and the first chapter makes your eyes cross. <laughs> Put that down. <laughs> Put it down. You need something that you're going to be comfortable with, because our mind yeah. does not absorb things if we're constantly, like, rereading it and yes. going back over, and it's, it's not kind of sinking in. So you need something that can talk to you on a personal level and this year it's been like that for me with everything like i'll find myself rereading something no matter how good it is four or five times yeah yeah i don't know what's up with this year astrologer but it's (laughs) up with this year oh so many things going on retrogrades and then um we do we do have pluto moving out of the cardinal signs troublemaker yes Mm. um so pluto is one of our modern planets that was like right right around the 1650s or something like that. Take it back, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Take it back. <laughs> um, I know. I, I am to a planet. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> uh, Pluto's been in the cardinal uh, sign of Capricorn since 2008. So oh, wow. that you know, th- these are generational planets. So yeah. we have my my daughter. Is not does not have Pluto and Capricorn, but she could have. She's like five years off, and then my son. So you have whole generations right now with Pluto and Capricorn who aren't probably going through it. Like, I'm poor, so sorry, baby. Poor baby. <laughs> oh. But any any cardinal sign that is square or opposite to, to Capricorn that that means um, all of our Cancers, all of our Libras, all of our Capricorns, and um, all of our Aries. You hear that, Chanel? Okay. She's a Capricorn. <laughs> Whether no. your sun or rising, Pluto has been in that um, that either square or that opposition. And um, Pluto likes to break things down. Cardinal mm-hmm. signs love to start things. I mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. They, um, you know, they either like to start the conversation. They like to start the expression of something. They like to start the business. They like to start... Um, you know, uh, they like to start the action. Yeah. And then Pluto is like, you know what? I think you need to stop. Yeah, I'm going to throw a wrench in that. We're going to literal wrench, literal wrench. We're going to burn it down. And you're yeah. going to start over again. Yeah, and it's been that the same way for the last fifteen years. I was going to yeah. say. So, see, girl, it's not you. It's Pluto, right? Yeah, and, that's and, my daughter. She's been going through what literal hell is a Capricorn for right. right. The yeah. outer planets tend to have a more very explosive um, influence on. Yeah astrology so like especially depending on where it is in your house um i'll mention that quite often but as a whole as a society pluto is breaking things down um and and making forcing you to build things up again or it's it's making it's making things more powerful so capricorn is a sign of tradition yeah 
um, traditional structures, business. Yes, she is. Yes. Yeah. Um, the USA's chart has Capricorn prominently placed to yeah. give you an idea. Yeah. Um, so Pluto. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So Pluto yeah. has been really kind of dicing it up for people. Um, it's been uh, making things like tradition more I- inflated. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it's been putting an emphasis on that. It's been making, uh, giving it a bit of a power struggle. Well, doesn't that explain a lot? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. With the political upheaval and yes. the you against me kind of. You're, Tribal stuff. You're not one of yeah. us kind of thing. Yeah. Traditional, yeah. traditional values versus yes. um, new values now. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So Pluto moves into Aquarius <laughs> in January. It will still do a retrograde back into Capricorn sometime around May, but when it moves into Aquarius, that's where it's going to be till 2043. So, 2043. Is that what they mean with the age of Aquarius? Yes, this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Well, um, the age of Aquarius is considered, to my knowledge, it, it, so it, it maps the vernal equinox on the ecliptic. And it's not necessarily because Pluto's going into Aquarius. It's it's actually have to do with something about the ecliptic and, and the vernal equinox and stuff like that. So I think some people have judged it to be maybe in another 20 years. Oh, okay. okay. Possibly. I can't remember. I looked at it briefly, but it wasn't about the planet itself necessarily. It's about the vernal equinox and where it hits huh. on yeah. the ecliptic somewhere. Huh. I was going to ask you how's 2024 looking because we need to, we need to put 2023 to bed. Yeah, I want to I want to burn 2023 2024, down. Uh, looking a little more auspicious for some people. Um, it depends on your chart, but as a whole, <laughs> I mentioned with Pluto with Pluto moving into Aquarius. Aquarius mm-hmm. is about societal uh, concerns. Yes, about because uh, Aquarius is very um, altruistic and and it's about. What's better for the common good? For the whole of the people. Yeah. Um, it's also about new structures, new institutions. And so as Pluto moves into it, it's going to draw emphasis on that. Um, yeah. uh, hopefully that means that we're going to see a bit of a shakeup, you yeah. know, in the right direction. Yes. You never know. It could go in the wrong direction, yeah. depending on how things are going right Historically now. Historically speaking. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But Aquarius is supposed to bring in something new in terms of institution and something that's for the common, uh, for, for everybody. Yeah. Um, so we're hoping that that is going to be the change that we need. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we all need to focus on that. Mm-hmm. I think that's the problem, is we're all focused on the problems. Right. And we're all focused on the anger and the fear. Mm-hmm. And we need to focus on the more altruism, yep. you know, and and just be try to be in that mindset. It's hard. It's hard, yeah. especially when you're suffering every damn day. But you got to pull yourself back out of that and think about what you want to see. Mm-hmm. And what you want to see happen, and it's an, like you said, it's an auspicious time for that. Yes. because yeah, you will have that power behind you and mm-hmm. that force behind you. So, and it's really, um, I think I read it in a book, and I I always make this disclaimer in my class: like uh, astrology doesn't make choices for you. No, you make, you your make choices. the choice. So they whether start. or not Pluto going into Aquarius is going to be a good thing really depends on the common um, direction. You know, if we make it good then until 2043, then that is the direction we're going to make it. If yeah. we settle on focusing on the people around us, the pain they're feeling yeah. as much as we are, and yeah. trying to make that change, that's what Aquarius is all about. Making that change for the better, for the world itself, yeah. and rather than focusing on the self. I love that. You I know? love that. 
And are y'all listening? <laughs> so oh. it's gonna be. It has to be a collective reasoning to make that a good transit for us. Yeah, because that's what we're gonna have to deal with now for the next nineteen years. Yeah. Um, and hopefully people don't fuck it up. Yeah, <laughs> don't fuck it up, people. Um, Listen, this is how we work, and this is how common ceremonialists work with the zodiac. They mm-hmm. work with the astrology. They work with their with the magic, and they time it to mm-hmm. these events for a good reason because that's what's lending its power to their will to bring that forth. So if you could just for a minute put yourself in that headspace when you're working i think we can do a lot of good things with it i really do believe we can change we Mm -hmm. can change the the at least the tenor of what's going on around us you know at least at least the way we feel the Mm -hmm. way we're talking to one another Mm -hmm. because we're talking to each other like animals lately Mm, yeah yeah it's pretty rotten the, Mm -hmm. the things that people are willing to say to and about other people in the public sphere yeah i mean with Capricorn, especially people have always people are like, "Oh, you're you're destroying the values of America. You're not yeah. American." Like, like the traditionalist yeah. and then the progressives, and it's like, well, neither one yeah. is doing any good no, right now. No, they're not. They Absolutely. go way left or way right. Exactly. There is no center ground. Exactly. So yeah. you know, you know, they need to find something that that works for the the con- like for everyone. Yeah. And may and hopefully Aquarius will bring in some type of new idea or new institution that will address that. And yeah. again, but that's really up to our decisions as a whole. Yeah, it is. And I think we need to go back to the round tables as, mm. you know, make people sit down across from each other and you can't point fingers. You just have to let people voice their opinion mm-hmm. and then don't respond to it. And then as you go around the table, just Stop change being the subject. Reactive. Yeah, yeah. Reaction- yeah, reactive is killer. Like, reactive yeah. politics especially. Yeah, it's just oh my horrible. God, it's awful right now. I know. I'm like, we all shut up. You act like <laughs> teenagers. Teenagers act better than they do. I know. You know, it's just um, crazy. Let's see. Uh, for anyone who has Taurus or in, in terms of where Taurus is, and well, everybody has Taurus, but if you have planets in Taurus or prominent Taurus placements, um, Jupiter will be going direct uh, December 31st, so right before Ooh. the new year. Uh, Jupiter is about wealth yes. and good luck. Love that. And in Taurus, Taurus loves good things, mm-hmm. things that make them comfortable. Things you know, Taurus <laughs> represents stuff. money in our chart um, or financial uh, stability in our chart. So um, wherever Taurus is in your chart, you can Google the houses. Like just Google it. Um, find out where, what house Taurus is in. Taurus is in my eleventh house of other people and friends. Yeah. So my money tends to be my my circle of friends, and with Jupiter being in there, it's going to expand and grow upon that. So That's for awesome. any anyone who any witches out there, if you want to do any prosperity spells, December thirty first. December thirty first is going to stay there. I think it's going to stay there for a little bit because uh, um, Jupiter has a bit of a long transit. Um, but fertility spells are, are really good during that time of the year. Um, I'm anything that- <laughs> Hell to the no. <laughs> well, kill me now. No, maybe do a fertility spell over your plants. Right? There you go. Okay. Um, prosperity. Anything that you want to grow. Yeah. You want to use that, uh, that, that Jupiter energy um, when you want to make things grow. And that's especially... Uh, like, uh, if you're practicing and you want to figure out what planets do I want to do what, uh, Jupiter makes things grow. Venus makes things easier or attracts. Saturn puts a stop on things or makes 
gives us boundaries, Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mercury opens up lines of communications, um, uh, especially uh, if you're going back to college teaching, um, learning something, you want to focus on Mercury. Um, and so forth, and like the uh, moon opens up our emotional uh, dialogue. The I sun. don't need any more of that. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're very emo lately. Yeah, yeah, I'm terrible. <laughs> Feeling well, sorry for myself. <laughs> <laughs> then you start want to think about the sun. The sun yeah. um, sheds light on things for us, and it's the time of year for that. Yes, the twenty first seasonal mm-hmm. depression. Yeah. Bring the sun back. I want the, yeah. like, yes, yes, December 21st when that, when we start to get those little minute increments back, I'm going to be like, be I'm so just nice. going to be counting them. Yes. yes. Oh, it's getting dark this early. I know. I'm sitting up here and at like by five o'clock, my head is <sighs> nodding and I'm like, oh my God, yeah. you've got people in here. You can't be yawning. It doesn't look good. It's not a good look. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. I know. But it's pretty neat that that's happening on December 31st, right at New Year's. When we're always like the next day, we're eating our black eyed peas and mm-hmm. stuff for our luck, and that's I kind of think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's I, I take that as a good sign. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is, yeah, it is a good sign. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. switching gears a little bit, um, you want to talk a little bit about uh, your Celtic practice? Yes. And any advice for people that are looking like, for accurate information? We all know that. Uh, Laura Breeden, yeah. You know, there's yeah. a lot of inaccurate information. Yeah, out there. a ton. Yeah. Um, like first off, Celtic is a, a an overall term. Yes. Uh-huh. So that's like seven nations. What that's yes. Irish, Celtic. No, that's Irish, Wales, um, Cornish, British, Scottish. What am I missing? Gaulish. Gaul. Is it Gaul? Yeah. No. Gaul or Celt. Gaul. Yeah. 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 So that's like an overall term. Um, I have a lot of um, Irish that I practice. So I practice with the Tuatha Danon, um, Anu, and sometimes the Dagda Morgan. Yes. Um, it's really important to remember you don't have to be Irish to practice either Celtic, wh- however you want to call it, or um, an Irish um, paganism. It is important, though, to do your research. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you know, go back to Ireland and its history. You know, it's been, it's a land of invasions. The Duatha Dedan and they invaded Ireland. Mm-hmm. They yes. were not native. Um, so anybody's like, oh, I have faith. I'm like, well, okay, you were still a colonizer. Yeah. yeah. We're all colonizers. <laughs> yeah. You know? Are you fear bold? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're from Marians, you're Furbog, you're Tuatha Dedan, and like, you're, you're going to, yeah. you're still an invader. Yeah. <laughs> they came across the sea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Irish did not have a creation myth, so yeah. do your research. There's beautiful stories out there. Oh my God, they're amazing. You know, yeah. whether you're going Welsh or Irish mm-hmm. there's or Scottish, there's beautiful stories out there. Learning the folk magic and learning the uh the different practices that they eventually folded in with their like their christian and catholic um i think they're mostly catholic there right um faith is really important to give respect mm-hmm. to that mm-hmm. yes um, it's important not to beat up on saint patrick right because he had so much to do with preserving what mm-hmm. we now have at our disposal because yeah. he actually loved them mm-hmm. and they actually loved him back and he yeah. kept a lot of it alive, and we mm-hmm. get to hear that every year around St. Patty's Day, how horrible he was and how he did damage. It's like, like okay, it was the Roman Empire, and it was the Brits yes. that did the dirty work, yes. you know? Yes. 
Uh, like I said, Ireland went through a, a hit long history of invasions and colonization. Um, so you have to look at the history. Um, what, what else was I going to uh, oh my god Brain I fart. do that constantly don't even worry <laughs> oh my god yeah because if you're not and you're changing it say let's let's, let's just point out Robert Greaves mm. uh, yeah and what is it not Greaves Graves Graves I had Miss M. Greaves you know who I'm talking about for herbalism in my yeah. brain and him at the same time yeah. yeah so he wrote The White Goddess oh and yeah. from that arose that whole freaking Battle of the Trees which they then associated with Om, which has nothing to do with Om. Oh, yeah yeah Om's a place marker as far as we know and mm. a grave marker and that is that is pretty much it and yeah. you have this whole Celtic tree oracle and crap, and then you have the OBOD who <laughs> make me want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. You look like Masons, okay? It's hard. Uh, yeah. it's, uh, like like uh, a lot of a lot of the the folk tales. Those were all oral histories mm-hmm. that were handed down, and they were later um, they were later written down by you know outsiders. Yeah, Greeks. Yeah. So. Romans. A lot of what yeah. we do have written down, yeah. it was, you don't know if they were writing it down verbatim or not. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was written by many of the victors instead mm-hmm. of the actual common folk. Right. Unfortunately, so, that's how history's done. Yeah. <laughs> so we look back at things that maybe, yes, they may be Christian sources like Carmina de Gallica. You're going to get a lot of good source material out of that. You just kind of have to take the Jesus out you yeah. know, and, and kind of look at it. From the period prior to it, things like that. Then you have to look at the the Brehan Law stuff mm-hmm. like that. There's a lot of there's a lot of interesting stuff about the actual practices of the people and the the reason that laws arose in the Brehan Law, and so you have to do that. But if you had one source that you could go to right now as a new person looking for pagan practice in those islands in that area uh laura breen i just got her two books yeah um they have the irish pagan um, irish pagan school yeah yep online they have youtube they have classes i still have a class right now that i i had gotten and i'm still like waiting to to go into yeah so they have some free classes too like on starting out um with irish paganism um, and to give you an idea of like where to go, um, there's a lot of also um, I, I can't think of them, but there's like for instance Welsh, yeah, Welsh. Like Gwillem, yeah, he's amazing, right? Yeah, um, professor, and, and that's on the rise as well. So yeah. like again, yeah. you do not have to have these in your lineage yeah. to be able. You just have to resonate with it. Yeah, exactly. And, and read the tales. Read the tales. Oh my god, the stories the, are so great. Like oh my god, they're King beautiful. Arthur yes. is Welsh, and not a lot of people think of that. That's you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you the know, Mabinogian. The Mabinogian, yeah, yeah. Rhiannon. Oh, my yeah. God. So gorgeous. So, yes. Yeah. Beautiful tales yeah. that really tell a lot about what the people believed in and what, like, it was a lot of nature-centric things. Yeah. And it it's part of, like, it's part of their lore. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of times people are like, well, what books should we start with? How do you know a book is good? I'm like, I just read them all. And yeah. you have to mm-hmm. be able to discern yourself. Yeah, like, you have to suss it out. You have to, if the book had bad reviews, okay, well, read it for yourself. And, and there's there might be one or two things that are good for it. Yeah, sure. All, books are, all books are worth checking into. Right. Because, well, my adage is you can <laughs> learn something even from a fool. So you might as well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if you find a book that it really is seems really good and resonates check the bibliography check yes. the anthology like check um Perfect. sources yeah. and you can probably find 10 other books that from the bibliography to go to yeah. 
Like I was mad when the they I think they stopped publishing Thomas Kinsella's version version of the Toynbee Cunha. Yeah, and it's probably the best version I've ever read of the Catarata Coley. Mm. Yeah, the absolute the best. translations really the, good. It's fantastic. There's Morgan Daimler. Yeah, too. Morgan Daimler's amazing. Author. Yeah, and yeah. she does um, she does live classes and she'll yes. do like like I was to like one or two of her live classes and she's a great source. Oh, yeah, absolutely. she is great source. Yeah. I think the frustration comes when you have a lot of neo-pagan movement and mm. they have not done research and no. they take yeah. something that looks pretty or sounds pretty yeah. and then the new person hears that and then it becomes Chinese whisper. It's, yes, exactly. And it does. you end up with a just a complete mess and you have like a, an Irish practitioner and, and like Laura... Uh, and John, yeah. who's and native, and, yeah. and they're like, and they get mad, and they're, they have every, every right. right to get yeah. mad. Like, no, that is not true. You're yeah. misrepresenting us, and that has happened time and time and time again. And it is appropriation when you do that, yeah, yeah. because you're literally yeah. destroying historical <laughs> practice and culture. And, mm-hmm. and people you're, don't realize yeah. it. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're like, I, I just want to learn to. about it, yeah. and that's the that book was pretty, and they'll pick it up off the shelf, <laughs> and then you're now you're it's, perpetuating the bullshit. Um, it is it is definitely uh, something to see. Like when you, it's almost like a cult. Um, you have one person who, like the necromonicon, like yeah. you know, you have you have that bit that people are like putting actual worth into it. Yeah, like, but it's fiction. Yeah, it is fiction. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, it's not real. So no. like you have individuals who yeah. create this philosophy or religion off yeah. m- many many different things exactly. without any, and then it, it it's that was like that's an egregore now uh-huh. it is it is yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I read yeah. Mark's book so yes yeah. absolutely yeah I was like it just dawned on me that that's an egregore that we created yes yeah. in society but from, like you know something that was created a hundred years ago or like in the fifties <laughs> yes. Um, and then people just kind of continue on with it as yeah. though it's fact. When the, yeah. the name of the author should have been the first clue. Yeah. 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 H.P. H- H- Lovecraft. Lovecraft. <laughs> it's a, yeah. It'd be like Dean Koontz having a religion. Yeah, right? We call it Odd Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> I would actually be more interested in that religion. I than would be in that cult. Yeah, oh my God, Likewise. yeah. Let me join the cult. We're like, I'm, I'm not interested in some Chichulian horror coming out of the freaking no. abyss. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, thank you. Yeah. I have enough stress, okay? Would you be a Koontzite? Yeah, Koontzite. We'd be Koontzites. You have your own stone. Hey, wait a minute, that's a stone. We got it. <laughs> You'll never look at Kunzet again. No, I'm going to see him every time. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Oh <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's very, you know, complete agreement. It's it's a huge disservice to the culture for people to just mm-hmm. yes. fall so, into that trap. And, it, and it's an easy trap to fall into. Yeah. So if you're, if you're looking to do any of the Celtic practices, find native sources. Yes. Find native voices. Absolutely. Um, there's lots of them out there. Read the Bardic Poetry. Exactly. It's incredible for Taliesin. the Lord. Yeah, Taliesin. And then further on later in the years, Yates, people like that that wrote. I have Yates. Yeah, I love him. Yes. Amazing. He, he His had, grasp is fabulous. Yeah, he had a lot uh, to say about like the common folk practices. Yes. Like going yeah. into someone's houses and hearing the stories from the neighbor down the road. So yes. like, um, in, you know, immerse yourself in the natives and their beliefs and their folklore um, paganism is just folk magic. Yeah, you know it is. That's it all. Is. It's that you have to like. You can kind of be like more like a. 
historian but, yourself. Yes. Like, be a little bit historian. Yeah. Bog witch with books. Exactly. <laughs> and there were cunning folks still practicing all through the ages. And so mm-hmm. talk to some of the elders. They're kind of incredible, and a lot of them have it written down in, like, family lore and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you'll see, like, I got a book about our family from Scotland, which was McLaurin of McLaurin. There was a ton of lore in that thing. So do that. Like, research your family name and go mm-hmm. see. Because uh, in those in those areas, that was a huge thing, was to write down the lore of a family. And that sort of became their bardic tradition in the family, mm-hmm. to know, you know, who married who and why and what practices they did and how they served and whom they served you know so there's a lot of good lore in those in those genealogical books yeah so yeah grab yeah. that stuff it's amazing absolutely and you're a pretty yeah. active herbalist too right? yes she is not yeah. as much as tay but yeah. like absolutely uh, like i uh, the astrology the herbalism all of that like kind of just kind of yeah. meshes together it does you know, I could just be like, well, I'm just going to make a tincture, but like, well, I want to make a magical tincture. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're combining the soul, the mind and the body yes. and all in one little thing. Yeah. So yes. And the cosmos. And the cosmos, yes. that microcosm, like yes. that of the body, that, that's very important, especially in astrology. Like everything's a macrocosm, like everything's a microcosm. So like. Everything yes. is in and out. Have you gotten into the fresh tinctures yet? Like picking them at the proper time and doing them fresh while they're green. Oh, it's in my head, but yeah. it's not like pra- like yeah, action yeah. equates to like <laughs> when you're like, I'm going to go out during the full moon and I'm going to pick my lavender and I'm going to. That do- that doesn't happen. Oh, no, girl. <laughs> one of my recent failures. Picking like what, two or three years ago. Dandelion in the dew. And pulling up the roots and cleaning it yes. and putting whole plant tincture together. And then the jar see, jar lid sees shut. Oh, no. And nothing I've done. No amount of beating the jar on the edge of the counter, the lid, nothing. Oh, my God. Open that damn jar. <laughs> I, I try. I, I, um, I went out and I tried picking dandelions on an auspicious time. And I have this field in front of me. But can you imagine? I'm on a little cul-de-sac. I'm going out to this field and all my neighbors are coming out to look at Lindsay picking at the dandelion. And I'm like, don't mind me. Yes. Yank. Nothing Yank. to see here. Or like, uh, like during early spring when like the dead nettles are yeah. like um, oh, open. I like, them. I'm like, okay, let's go. Because like, you, you don't want to get something that's been sprayed by the road no, and stuff like really that. No, you really don't. So, yeah, foraging for, um, like, when I go on hikes, I'm usually the person that's like, wait, 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 wait a minute. I see one. I see some. I see uh, Yarrow. There's ghost yarrow. pipe over there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. saw ghost pipe once, and yeah. I, it was too too little to actually hire yeah. this. That's unfortunate. Well, if you just clip the tops, you can do that. But you need a jar. If you're doing ghost pipe, because it doesn't have any chlorophyll, you, have to, you yeah. need to take the alcohol out with you if you're going to gather it. I and know. just put it straight in. Don't worry about the bugs. It's just protein. When I go hiking, it's usually with my, my, my bestie Jen and she's not into astrology or anything like that. So she just wants to walk. And then me stopping and being like, Oh my god, just hold on a minute. Can you imagine me pulling out a jar with alcohol and be like, just give me a <laughs> yes, She would be a mile ahead of me saying I will see you I at the finish. I don't know her. I don't know her. Nothing to see here. Move along. That's but that's how it is. Like, I'll take pictures and I'll be like, what is this? What is this? This yes. looks like snake room. What is this? Give me some. It's funny as hell. I love yeah. that. Oh. So you've got two classes on astrology. I know we touched on it earlier. Mm-hmm. You want to talk a little bit about that? And about what, what you're going to cover? Yeah. 
Yeah. I so, think that's a good question. Yeah. Um, astrology 101 um, is going to touch upon the zodiacs and the planets. So we're going to talk about how do we actually view the zodiacs. We're going to break them down into elements. We're going to break them down into modalities. We're going to break Ooh. them down into polarities. Hopefully, you bring a pen and paper to write this stuff down. I will have some handouts, obviously, but yeah. you want to write this down. So we break down our zodiac because then later on, those qualities, we're going to see how they interact with our chart when we go into uh, Astrology 102. Yeah. Because we're going to talk about cardinal signs and fixed signs and mutable signs and how that relates to our chart and then the planets that rule them. And we're going to, Astrology 101, we're going to look at all of the planets a little more in depth um, from A to Z. That's absolutely and awesome. And we're going to talk about that. So that's going to fill up our two hours with that. And then Astrology 102. Well, now, you, you may not be able to read a chart when you're done with Astrology 102, but you can look at it and it might not you know, be a foreign language anymore. Yeah, it might not be as daunting. <laughs> yeah, it so, looks like yeah. a hieroglyph. I'm like... <laughs> So like yeah yeah you're funny so that like, when, what the hell is this man right <laughs> so like when I tell you where is Mars in your chart you can pull up your chart and say oh it's right here it's yeah. in yeah. my fifth house yeah and and um, then you know what your fifth house means right you can yeah. tell what does my fifth house mean what's the ruler of my fifth house where do I find it yeah because there's a lot of simple things you can do with your chart that are easy enough to remember like finding your chart ruler or uh, finding the ruler of a specific house and where it is and ha what that tells us. Um, there might be a lot of um, technical terms that might come out with Astrology 102. Uh, unfortunately, that cannot be helped. Mm -hmm. So just yeah. bring your an open mind, bring a book and a pen <laughs> uh, to write stuff down. And then and bring your ears. Bring your ears. Yeah. <laughs> and what days are the classes? They're on Saturdays, aren't they? Both They're on Saturdays, um, yeah. I believe, at 12 o'clock um, on the... Let me see. I'll look. It'll be 30th and, and then the 2 30th. I was thinking 2, but I could be wrong. Oh, uh, yeah. The 30th and the 13th. At, at 2 or 12? Was it... Might have been. I can't remember. <laughs> Terrible. Girl. I've stumped them. I have no brain. <laughs> oh this is why God. I write I write everything. Yeah, twelve down. Saturday, December thirtieth at twelve and Saturday, January thirteenth at twelve. Yep. And how much are they? Ten dollars a piece. Ten, ten bucks. Yeah. It's a great education for ten dollars because yes. I know some other places charging oh like sixty five. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if you're interested. Oh, I've seen yeah. prices. That, like, I, I, unfortunately, I have a regular nine to five job. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I've seen prices of other astrologers. Like, I've considered, like, what would I have to charge if I wanted to charge for a chart? Yeah. And then I've looked at the prices. More power to them. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. doing that on yeah. a full time basis. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a so, lot of work. And that's it's like, a you, lot you of can study. sit for a lot of, like, a couple hours yeah. looking at a chart and getting all of those, those details in oh, there. Yeah. It's so, just a really good dang deal. Mm -hmm. It really is. And it goes to support a very good cause. So, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Our friends at Queer Nipa. That's huge. Absolutely. Yeah. So I do have a little bit of a horoscope for our full moon in Cancer. For any folks who want to figure out uh, the full moon, December 26th, right after Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> right before the new year. What am I going to focus on? What am I? Oh, the full moon. You know, people are like, oh, my God, it's a full moon. What am I supposed to do with the full moon? Yeah. Well, astrology can help with that. <laughs> It helps me with that because I I am like a funnel when it comes to figuring out what things are uh, what things I'm supposed to do. Yeah, I need a purpose. Yeah, I need a cork. It exactly. just falls right out the other end. <laughs> <laughs> 
You like the visual? No comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I got the no, visual. No, I will not use your selenite butt plug. I will not. <laughs> Just because it's cone shaped. <laughs> doesn't mean you should put it there. <laughs> She was looking for a a special kind of cleanse. <laughs> it might be a little sticky. He he needed some salt absorption. <laughs> That'll work. Right yeah, on. just remember that selenite does uh, melt with body fluids. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> Please don't ever do that. And it does leave splinters yeah. and shards. Oh my goodness! Bad idea. Oh, Anyways, what was I talking about? Oh right. <laughs> After the complete derailment. Welcome okay. to In the Weeds. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So, full moon in Cancer. So, uh, Cancer is ruled by the moon. Cancer loves the moon because um, it talks about our emotions, oh. talks about our inner self. It's at home there. So, when the moon is in Cancer, it's like right where it wants to be. It's like, let's talk about our feelings. <laughs> let's not say we did. <laughs> and, you know, the full moon is about releasing things mm-hmm. and clearing things out and getting Absolutely. things ready. You know, you, you manifest on the new moon. You create your plan on the new moon. Yes. Plant your seeds in the dark. You finish things on the full moon mm-hmm. and you get things ready for the next cycle. Yeah. Um, so with the full moon in Cancer, Cancer is about our homes, our ancestors, our loved oh. ones. So you want to be ready to talk about the people that you love, the people who are close to you, the people who make your family a home. And, you know, give thanks to them. Give thanks to your ancestors. You should be giving thanks to your ancestors on a regular yes. basis. But let's, mm-hmm. let's say... On the daily, people, on the daily. Come on. Um, but especially for full moon in Cancer... We're going to give thanks to those people, good and bad, who made us who we are. <laughs> yes. You know, um, some people might have more bad than good, but you know yeah. what? Um, through adversity, that is who we became. Like yes. we became who we are. It made yeah. you through all of that. And Cancer acknowledges that. Yeah. And says this is a safe space. You know, your home is always with you, regardless if it is a van, whether it is an apartment, mm-hmm. whether it is someone's couch. Yeah. You know, give thanks to that home and that place that keeps you safe. Yeah. Um, in terms of transits, uh, now this is going to apply to your sun or your rising. So if you don't have your rising, it's okay. Whatever resonates with you. Um, if you are an Aries, Aries is all about the go-getter, the self. And uh, the moon will be following uh, following into your fourth, char- uh, fourth house of home. So that especially when I say... Keep in mind your home, like, it's not all about you. Yeah. It's about the people who are around you. So keep in touch with um, things uh, uh, in your home. Get things clear. Clear things out with your family. Make sure things are clear and not um, buried. Yeah. Uh, if we are looking at Taurus, Taurus Rising, that's going to be in your third house of immediate environments, siblings, short travels. So you might find... Short travel is necessary, like maybe going to your in-law's house, mm. maybe mm. going to any. a friend's house. We're orphans. <laughs> um, but uh, with the full moon that uh, during that time frame, short travel may be necessary in order to sweep things out, to clean things out, yeah. to um, bring things to an end. Um, uh, so you might want to be focusing on uh, love of siblings, um, 
anywhere that you might have to go, that, that those are the things that are going to happen in your third house. For Gemini rising, that's going to be in your house of money. And for Geminis, I know it's really hard to hold on to the money in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I know that when you see that that new thing and it, and it looks interesting and, and it's all about like... It's shiny. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Geminis especially, like it, like they love learning new things. So yeah. um, keep in mind that you want to focus on the things that you actually value. What is it that is actually important to you? Is it spending money on the the new shiny thing or is it bringing value into your home yes what are you bringing into your home that is valuable yeah. and what is not valuable if it's not valuable to you on an emotional level get rid of it yeah exactly it has serves no purpose yeah. full moons again are about release and getting things getting rid of things that do not serve us anymore it's decluttering <laughs> a lot of people will find it very cathartic to just clean their house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you don't have to be very ceremonial about the the full moon. It's just yeah. about your actions and your mindset. Yeah, like you don't have to light a candle, but just like you know, vacuum your floor. Yeah, pick up the trash in your yeah. in your living room. You yeah. know, like make that that. I've been space. doing a lot of that lately. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cancer. Will be in your first house. So that unfortunately is me. <laughs> so for all of my lovely Cancer Risings or Cancer Suns, um, it's really about redirecting energy that you give to others. And on a flip side from Aries, you need to focus on yourself. Yes. Um, you've been giving a lot of energy to other people, mm-hmm. um, a lot of energy to the home, and it, it, it could be wearing, it could be really stressful. So we yeah. really need to take a moment and kind of self love. And self recalibrate. Yeah, just just don't use the selenite. <laughs> <laughs> All healthy um, practices aside, we're not going to judge as long as it is healthy and yes. safe. It makes you happy. Yes, whatever makes yeah. you happy. Yes, go do it. It doesn't okay. give you shards. It doesn't give you shards. You know. <laughs> so Lindsay's you know. had it with us. Poor <laughs> thing. Oh. oh, my God. Uh, for all of my Leo and Leo rising babes, um, listen, you are so great. You bring so much warmth to the world. I love you so much. Um, but <laughs> we really need to start reaching aside, outside of our physical self and kind of working on how we pre- how what we're doing for the collective. Like, we really need to start working on mind versus body. You know, you you might have been on that diet for a while. You might have been kind of obsessing over, like, certain looks and, like, getting into your head. But, like, really need to focus on the mind. And and you might find that happening regardless of how you you feel. It's going to happen. So during the full moon, focus on that outer experience versus that inner experience. Um, Focus on the greater versus the inner. Uh, Virgo rising. Uh-oh. Here we go. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you may find during the full moon or around the full moon, especially during the end of the year, that your circle of immediate friends, business acquaintances, or connections might be changing. Yes. So a lot of like shuffling out with the unneeded and bringing in of the needed is going to happen um, because this is in the 11th house of our oh, inner yeah, circle. Strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. Um, so these kind of changes can be necessary. Yeah. Like, um, again, we're releasing things that don't serve us anymore. I touched it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. The voice from the abyss. Listen, hey, what she's saying to you. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> 
Um, so Virgo and Virgo risings. Um, you might want to hold on to those old friends or those old connections or those old business partners. But honestly, look at your bottom line. Is it serving what it needs to serve? Is it like, it's not, then you don't need it. Are you saying, let it go, let it go, let it go. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Especially, I need to learn to do that, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you have the tendency to fall back on the things you know versus things that are new. It can be yeah. very scary. Yeah. Um, but falling back on things we know is just falling into bad habits. So yes. let's stop that. Yes. Um, Libra Risings and Libras. You're going to have a shift in public persona. So how people look at you, the, the, t- the type of... Um, attention you get is in your 10th house and um and uh, at the cusp of the mc so especially in your career you might start to get some accolades for some really hard work you've been putting in um and you might be getting attention for the work you've been doing so that's great Uh, hopefully it's good attention for you depending on what your chart looks like um, but be prepared to, like, it, we're coming to a close on something or we're coming to a point in a project where people should be looking at you and should be exclaiming over, like, hey, that's a great job or um, I see what you're doing with that. Um, and honestly, Libras, if you're not getting the attention you need, then you need to pull that attention to you. You are ruled by Venus, and that is one of your more natural traits is to pull that attention to you. And if you're not doing that actively, you should be... You should be, (laughs) you know, make sure that you are getting the, um, make sure that you are getting the, oh my God, what's the word? Um, Attention? Attention. No, um, the, uh, when you're given the, the, the do that is due to you, like, you know, you know, make sure people understand that I did that. You're getting Mm -hmm. the credit. You did that. You're getting the credit for what you did. And you're not letting someone else take credit for it. Because Libras, you honestly, just to keep the peace, you would honestly let someone else take the credit. This time, let's not do that. They do, and then they're mad at you later. You know, they're like, yeah. They hold silent grudges. It's yeah, passive they do. aggressive grudges. Like, it they is. were really, yeah. Like yeah. They really li- like their peace. And yeah. so if it's like, okay, fine, I'll just let you, whatever. Yeah, you, I'll let you, you win. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So let's remember it's all about balance. You need to yeah. be able to accept that, that praise. And because yeah. you, you did a good job. You did a good job. Um, Scorpio rising. <laughs> Scorpios. <laughs> Hi. Hi, John. Oh, my God. All of my lovely Scorpio babes. I know way too many of you, unfortunately. Oh. Um, I love you so dearly. Um, you always bring the drama to the chat room. <laughs> you always bring the tea. You always yeah. know the great secrets that I need to know. And I put it in my vault and I keep it safe just for you. But <laughs> <laughs> for Scorpio, do it during the full moon. <laughs> Especially because your Venus is, uh, your Venus is in Scorpio as well. So some of you might see some Scorpio uh, from Venus Returns. Long journey and truth seeking will be brought to light um, or focus during the full moon. Um, so I know you like keeping those secrets, but this might be a good time to give those secrets yes, out. Let it out. Or you might be on the receiving end of that truth. You know, someone might finally put you in your place. I'm, no. not, I'm just saying, like, someone might put, <laughs> finally put you in your place. 
Um, so be prepared for some kind of truth to come out. It's either coming out of your own mouth, or it's coming out of someone you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, you might have to go on a long trip during this time um, to resolve certain issues, uh, maybe resolving around uh, revolving around relationships or partnerships. Um, it's very important, though, as, as you're being told the truth and you're being put in your place. Um, <laughs> uh, just remember, uh, it's really. It's really about the illumination that you get from that energy. It's really about receiving that wisdom and yeah. taking that into account. So if you are told a hard truth, take that with a grain of salt because you needed it. Okay. Uh, for Sagittarius, um, here the moon is going to reveal to us the type of relationships we have with other people. The exchange we're getting from other people. Is it serving us? Like, just like with people in the 11th house, is the things we're getting from other people, whether it's inheritance, whether it's money, whether it's sexual favors. <laughs> <laughs> I like sexual favors. <laughs> um, Dang it. <laughs> when, you know, uh, is it bringing anything to us? Is it bringing us value? And we might want to let go of certain connections that no longer serve us. Um this can be both an emotional or financial item that you need to let go of, like more on the material side. Um, it could also indicate the end of something, like the end of a relationship. It could mean, sometimes it can mean death, but we're going to say the end of a relationship because that's uh, that's a... That's a house normally ruled by Pluto <laughs> and Scorpio. <laughs> so um, we want to focus on the things you've gained from that relationship. And if you need to cut it right then and there, like cut it. Yeah. You know, dead, you know, you have to cut the dead things off. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, especially in that house. Yeah. Like it's all about transformation. And we, Sagittarius especially, is on a path to enlightenment. So if, it, if, if you need to cut off dead things, you need to do it then and there. It may, it may do it for you. Uh, Capricorn uh, is going to be in your house of relationships. So Capricorn is very business-minded and yeah. very um, home-oriented, traditional-oriented. Um, it is the father figure of the Zodiac. So when we see the full moon for any of our Capricorn friends, we're going to talk about uh, relationships that are ready to take the next step. Commitment. Capricorn loves commitment. Yeah. So there may be the next, the, you might find a proposal at this point, maybe a proposal for a new business, a contract, or, you know, someone might be putting that ring on that finger finally. Yeah, it's a holdout, girly. <laughs> it's coming. Listen, if it's a Capricorn daddy, I am in full. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay wants a Capricorn daddy. <laughs> Capricorn moons to me are great. Um, anyway, so uh, Capricorn, <laughs> during the full moon, it's really good to kind of, kind of consider the next step in your relationship and taking that commitment to the next level. Uh, I mean, you might be entering, uh, ending an, uh, a relationship, but it, it's going to come to a natural conclusion. So yeah. don't worry about like abrupt endings. It's going to come to a natural conclusion in there, or you're going to be starting something up. You're going to finally get rid of that side piece and commit to the... the <laughs> 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 Don't move that side piece in the house with you. No, 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 no. no, no. no. That, you do that if you're a Scorpio, though. Like, no. you know. um, he won't give me a sister wife. this one. <laughs> <laughs> no one can handle more than one of you, unfortunately. Uh, uh, testify, sister. Thanks, Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> 
I was trying for some sisterhood, but it didn't happen. No. Uh, <laughs> I just want someone to do the laundry, please. I do. I do the laundry. He does the laundry. <laughs> Somebody do the dusting. Right. No, oh my God. Oh, yeah, no. That's what I would start moving into a hotel and be like, let everybody else do this. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. I'm right there. Exactly. Um, Aquarius, uh, during the full moon, or at least during this period of time, be very mindful of your health. That's going to be in your sixth house of body and health and um, service to other people. So you want to make sure that you're not ignoring the signs your body provide especially if you're uh, when mind over matter what is it the psychosomatic yeah yeah you know when you rep listen when you repress things so much and it starts to show up in your mm -hmm. physical self then you need to take a step back and you need to realign that because if you're not expressing your your emotional self it's going to show up in your body it's going to show up as migraines. It's going to show up as gut health issues. It's going to show up as aches and pains. And um, while some of that can be proven to be fixed with modern medicine, um, you have to also take a look at what am I doing to myself? Am yeah. I stressing myself out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Am I, am because I not, you're like, raising that cortisol. You're doing exactly. damage to your body. Exactly. Yeah, because of that stress. Yeah. Um, so aquarius and aquarius rising i know you like to avoid things and you like to <laughs> ignore the text because it gives you stress or you just forget about it and you, you're out here doing good for everybody but what about yourself like you are putting so much on yourself you really need to stop and kind of this might be a good time for meditation yes there's <laughs> like, one every wednesday night yeah, come to Six Mary to Ellen. Seven. <laughs> like, let, like just let that release and like uh, during the full moon especially um during that period of time start focusing if you don't focus on it the universe is going to make you focus on it yeah it's not going to give you any choice it's not going to give you any yeah. reprieve um, unless you do something for yeah. yourself like do for yourself Otherwise, the universe is going to cripple you. Yeah. Otherwise, don't wait until your ass is laying in the hospital to exactly. yeah, do some good things yeah. for you. And Go for, get a manicure, God. Exactly. You know? And this is especially true for anyone who might have Aquarius in your sixth house. Aquarius, um, gut issues, bowel issues, um, circulatory issues. Like, just keep in mind in that, um, you know, the... Aquarius is a very cerebral kind of sign. So if you're not right in the head, you're not right in the body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and then finally, Pisces. I love you, Pisces. You're so creative. Um, you're so delusional. Um, but that's that, that's the charm of Piscean energy. So um, she's just out with it. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, first off, horoscope aside, remember your boundaries. Remember that um, and it's okay to say no. And that when you say no, you mean it. Yes. All right. Um, try not to be so passive aggressive when it comes to your things that matter to you. Um, stop hiding behind your Taurus friends. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's talking directly to somebody. <laughs> um, but I love you nonetheless because you're always a ball of sunshine and you're so sweet. And I can, I've never met a Pisces that wasn't either sweet or a psycho killer. Oh! 
Psycho killer. That's one of the too, honestly. Because Pisces, Pisces will repress everything, and then that will show up in like I blacked out, and the next thing you know, the bloody knife was in my hand. I didn't do it. Right. Somebody framed me. Um, for Pisces during the full moon, you might find uh, some creative achievement or recognition for some creative talent that you did because you're in. This is going to be in the fifth house. You might also find that this achievement comes through your children or things that you have created. Your 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 little furry babies you know something is going to come up through the pipeline to say you did a good job and you know what pisces you did a good job that was good you know <laughs> if they didn't go if they didn't go to, go to therapy um so far then we're going to count that <laughs> we'll talk about that later though um so romantic relationships pisces loves romantic relationships and dreaming about that that perfect someone um we might actually see some reality in this respect instead of delulu fantasies <laughs> <laughs> so just remember that when it comes to uh, romantic relationships you want to find something that is more in tune with yourself and your needs and not um Obviously, you want to be in tune with the other person's needs, but let's let's talk about ourselves and like that this matches my vibe. So it'll be very important during the full moon as well. Yeah, awesome. That's a good read. Yeah, that's really great. I like that. Yeah. Well, we're we're about hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> this was a freaking blast. It, it, it was. was awesome. It was fun. Well, it was fun. Well, yeah. Thank you for getting up at O Dark Thirty to to come hang out with I'm us. My and, coffee. <laughs> 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 but uh, again, just a reminder, uh, Lindsay's going to be doing those astrology classes. Absolutely don't miss if you have any interest whatsoever yes. in astrology. It's, yeah, uh, she makes it fun. She keeps it easy. Yep. She makes it accessible as for much the as it brand can be. new person. Yeah. Yeah. As much as it can be. There's she likes visual aids. I do. She does. Yeah, a lot and they're of pretty cool. Yeah. 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 But highly recommend. And uh, if you're still with us, thank you so much for sticking around. Have, have a, a great, great day. day. Have a great day. <laughs> Bye. Guys. Bye. So we hope you enjoyed this episode of In the Weeds, and we hope you didn't have to pick too much pucker brush off your cloak after visiting with us here. If you liked the episode, please follow, subscribe, and share. And if you're really kind, leave a positive review. Be sure to tune in next week as we publish a new episode weekly. If you're in the area, stop by the store and see us. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. <laughs>